Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Ifrit. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Ifrit. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and we've got trailers and, and movies, movies to review. I don't know how far we'll get. Yeah, we'll see about this first topic, though. So there is something in our news categories <laughs> for today. Um, it sounds like a branch of Paramount Pictures called Paramount Players is going to be doing some stuff. And before we get too deep into what they're doing, I think it's important to talk about what Paramount has been doing lately, right? So Paramount itself has Paramount Plus, and if you aren't in tune with the no, Paramount Plus is what allowed a lot of people to watch the new Halloween movie early. And um, I think Paramount Plus has Quiet Place 2 on it as well right now. Um, so... They're already kind of dipping in their toe into like the streaming horror stuff by giving us early access to things. I mean, the cool part about um, the Paramount Plus was that you didn't have to um, buy anything like with Disney Plus or whatever to see Halloween Kills early, which I thought was really cool. Um, and there's this that's that you remember this stuff, right? Like, how do you feel about Paramount Plus and Paramount right now? Are you okay with them? Like, bad? No? Good? It. For some reason, um, or, or it's not Paramount's fault, but like <laughs> as soon as I saw that Paramount, as soon as I saw that Paramount Plus was happening, like that was a thing. As soon as I saw commercials for it, I was like, "Oh crap, it's begun! Everybody's gonna split off and do their own thing." Like when Disney did it, it was like, "Well, that's Disney. Uh, of course, Disney's gonna do it." But now that every movie studio seems to be making their own streaming platform, it's gonna just it's gonna turn into cable all over again, where it's gonna cost like. $150 a month to have access but to everything. The best part is that no 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 service has locked down credential sharing yet. They no one's fit quite figured out how to to lock it down because of the nature of streaming. So like it really isn't as bad as cable because you can be like, you know, okay, so it'll be like, "Ah, uh, sickle, uh, I'm going to get Paramount and you get HBO and we'll just trade creds, right?" So It'll be a little, I think, easier than cable, but I do understand what you're saying. Like, it's going to be annoying to have to keep track of it all, right? Because there could be, like, yeah, 50 that's... streaming services, and you're like, which one's coming out on which, and why can't I just get them all on Amazon anymore? <laughs> and then the one that started it all is going to be the one that dies. Yeah, no kidding. Netflix, like Netflix is going to be the one die. that dies. Uh, but anyway, just, so like... there's a there's Paramount Players is, is what now? What is Paramount Players? I don't know. I, I don't know the particulars of it. I didn't really look into it that much, but it they have been releasing a handful of, of horror movie specific stuff. To me, it seems like it may be kind of like a Fox Searchlight thing, okay. where it's just like lower end, um, or not lower end, but uh, lower budget yeah, I was going to say, films. Searchlight is who did, uh, isn't it who did Antlers? Or is that different? That probably. Okay. Or it could be. But, they, I mean, they've done plenty of good stuff. I, I misspoke. It's lower budget stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Indie movies that would otherwise spell. not have. Yeah, Spell was great. Yeah. Um, so, like, it would be, it'd be movies that otherwise didn't have, um, like, a distributor. Now has a distributor cool. kind of a thing. It's like Amazon self-publishing is kind of what it sounds like. It's like an easier way to get your movie made. I would think so. I think I would assume that's how it works. I didn't actually look into it, but I just assume it, that that's probably the way that that is. I think it's a terrible name, by the way. I don't get it, but whatever. I'm not in charge of that. I'm not sitting in those boardroom meetings. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? But <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in those. But the so like I guess they're rebooting. The Paramount Players is getting pulled into uh, rebooting Pumpkinhead, and apparently it's pretty far along. Like it's not just like. 
they may have blah 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 it, it sounds like they've like got a script they've got like everything ready to go for production pretty much and that there's talks of them like having a director lined up or, or that's the next step is like just getting the director lined up and they're semi expecting an announcement in the next few weeks uh to for the director and then it's gonna hit the ground sure. running okay. so I, I i mean like for me personally it's like okay well paramount players so far has produced some pretty good stuff i haven't seen the new paramore paranormal activity but i like that they did that they're doing something with the property yeah i didn't even um, know it was like and coming it looked out interesting i was like oh cool yeah. now i can watch another paranormal activity <laughs> right and then uh, yeah and then spell was great so like it's got some good movies behind it but i just feel so jaded and just not i just untrust i don't trust them in like any any film studio because every time they have taken these prolific practical effects properties from the 80s they've come out Examples, and said Frank, okay we're doing me, a prequel sequel here because like I'm, the thing okay. the thing is the biggest example um where they take these old pro these properties where they're known for their practical effects they bring them up and they say we're going to use practical effects we're going to go all in on the practical effects and they promise and promise and but promise they haven't and promised watch that it yet, it's garbage right? like they haven't actually said that they're going to use no, practical effects and stuff they haven't okay. but i would be very upset if they didn't because pumpkinhead is another one of those properties that was known for like the reason that it was so awesome was like Wow, what a cool monster that they brought uh, in! Yeah, with I was all gonna say effects. the monster is the cool part of Pumpkinhead. Him dropping out of the tree to kill like half the kills is like kind of lame, but th there's a lot of it that is really cool. I think you're right. Like, and so I see what you're saying about Pumpkinhead. So the thing is one of them. What's another one though? Like, what's another example of a movie that has promised practical effects and then butchered it on upon a remake? Good question. <laughs> I was wondering, because, like, I, I feel like maybe we're coming at this from, like, a, a standpoint of every freaking movie that compares itself to the thing, and then says, and then it doesn't deliver, right? Like, that's where I feel kind of, like, where, I, I mean, me too, like, I'm concerned that it's gonna just be some stupid CG monster and blah blah blah, but... I want to I wanna make sure that we're not, like, convoluting the stream, like, crossing the streams here, like, what, like, where... We gotta give them a chance. They yeah, have... I mean, like, and I'm willing to give them a chance. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I, and, and, like, it's not that, and it's not that those other movies don't exist, I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But the thing is the number one. We'll I mean, follow up next obvious time one. With, with some of them, but yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the thing is one, I think it's, it's interesting that you picked that one, because anybody who was following that knew that it was not gonna be, like, the thing. I feel like, because I was never, I was like, oh, they're making another Thing movie and calling it The Thing. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to pretty much ignore this. Like, that's how I felt. Well, it, it, there there was, the only reason I don't agree with that is that there, there was a lot of talk from this studio that was producing the practical effects side of that. And there was a lot of following behind them. And, like, they were releasing stuff on the regular, just, like, comments like hey we're building this thing and this is gonna be really cool and like they keep talking about it and then they're not so not the ones that screwed everybody over it was the studio that just cgi'd over all their work well and uh, but so I the think... practical effects actually existed it was actually there it was promised and it was essentially delivered on and then they just jacked it all up in post-production i would like to say though that in this day and age um 
you, you it actually matters if you do that, right? We saw a flash like lashback from Sonic the Hedgehog that they made them redo the whole movie and yet become one of the more successful video game adaptation movies, right? And we saw failures of that, like with Amazing Spider-Man and stuff like that, where you let producers and studios get too involved in the editing and it kills the series, right? So. At this point, if they let that happen, they were never going to make a good one to begin with, right? Like, and so, I, I don't know, I'd be, I'm like, if they let that, if they do that, yeah. But, that's just like, man, I feel like we've, I hope we've learned at this point, you know? I hope, I'm being optimistic and hope that these smaller companies like Searchlight, Paramount Players, things like that are like, you know what makes things successful when, uh, you know, we don't have too many hands in the pie. So let's let the people who made this successful the first time or the people we hired to make it successful make it successful instead of, like, coming in post-production and basically fucking it up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess we're going to see. Yeah. You have an optimistic and a pessimistic I, I, point of view, so who do you agree with? <laughs> And hopefully I'm wrong. I want to be wrong because I want to see I want to see an awesome. And I like being right, so update. I hope I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like and and like I mean I feel like because uh, I'm with you. The cool part about Pumpkinhead is the monster. I can barely make it through the rest of the movie personally. Like it's not even like cult level for me no. of being able to enjoy it. I I have a hard time getting through the rest of those movies, but I love Pumpkinhead. I love but, the there was more than one Pumpkinhead movie. Yeah, there's like four. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't even know about. I I don't know if I even think I've seen a clip from the first, from the second, from the last two. But the first two um, are pretty good as okay. far as like the monster effects and stuff. Got but it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, it's good. We'll see. I finally saw the second Hellraiser, and uh, I think I think you were around for that. It was pretty interesting. I, I was a fan, and I'd like to shout into here. That was totally random, by the way. You were talking about the second one of Pumpkinhead, and I thought of Tellraiser. But uh, before we get into trailers, I'd like to shout out that if you're not watching Chucky, go watch Chucky. Like, that's it. It's good. It's I'm fantastic. I'm hearing such good things. It's, it's, I'm hearing such it's, good things. It's, it's, uh, the way that they're incorporating everything from the movies is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's cheesy in the right spots and serious in the right spots. I don't know, man. I, it's, I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised that they're doing such a good job with it. So, yeah, go see it if you're not watching That's it. That's awesome. All right, let's hop into the trailers or trailers for the lay folk. Um, the first one we have is called Silent Night. Uh, based off of that, I'm, I'd love to imagine what our listeners are thinking that's going to be about. When you show uh, me this... Probably, I, like, what, what's that? I mean, isn't there, like, an old... Uh, uh, slasher. Probably. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It was like, it's yeah. a slasher movie. But you would be pleasantly surprised when you watch this trailer. Apparently this is a dark comedy, a dark doomsday comedy. So uh, the the majority of the trailer is taken up with a lot of funny gags and jokes and stuff like that. The dark comedy jokes, not like, what? The chicken crossroad? It's like serious stuff. But, uh, and then the end gets real dark real fast. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like uh, I, I mean it definitely is not going to be your um, like your normal like horror piece. Um, I, I, in fact, I would say that it probably is going to have very little horror, but it's going to have a lot of that like black comedy, dark comedy themes. I mean, like the I mean one of the opening things in the film is like this kid who's what probably eleven, twelve, mm, maybe. Sure. Like not a, not very old, and like the mom basically makes a joke about him dying later, like. 
just right to his face, just like very nonchalant, just like, oh yeah, you're probably gonna die. And like it's, and you, it, but it, like the way that the, the delivery happens, it's hilarious. And so I feel like it's gonna have a lot of that in it, but then eventually it's also gonna hit this wall and get super like sobering really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of this uh, movie w- that is takes itself way too seriously. Uh, it's got it starts Kirsten Dunst, and I'm kind of remember when it, it's Melancholia. Um, and it was basically about a lady that's getting that's trying to celebrate her wedding day, uh, but like they know that the world's about to end because like it's about to get collided with a big thing, and so everybody's super depressed and she's super depressed. But it, like that, but unfortunately, that's all that movie is is just incredibly depressing. And <laughs> but it just reminds me of it because it's kind of a similar idea of like family gets together, they're celebrating like their last few moments together, but they but it's also their last few moments, and everybody knows it. Um, so it's like, how would you behave? Like, what's, what would happen? And I like the idea of a family that, you know, they're, they've always grown up together, um, sarcastic and not taking anything too seriously and them like tackling, tackling it with their own like morbid humor. Um, and it's a really cool idea. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully it works. I I would have, I would hope that it's pretty entertaining, but yeah, me too. Um, it's set around Christmas too. So you're going to get those Christmas vibes hence silent night, but, um, yeah. So yeah. F- following up on that Christmassy thing, uh, there's a movie called, uh, sorry, a Netflix series called Elves. I get personally excited about horror series, especially ones that involve uh, monsters, as this one does, or some type of creature. Um, yes. And with the new Lock and Key having just come out, and the success of like other other shows like Midnight Mass, uh, I'm I'm definitely excited to see this. Looks, I think it's Scandinavian or German. I don't want to be racist, but I didn't track it. It's not, it's like European uh, foreign language film. It has subtitles, or, or series that has subtitles and stuff, but uh, it looks like it's going to be well worth the, like reading because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in it. And um, I, I don't know how you, how do you feel about the series aspects? Does that bothersome to you? No, um, no, not, not really. Um, I feel like for some reason at first it just seemed like it was, I don't know what it is uh, about watching the trailer and like understanding the plot that it's just sounds like a movie to me mm-hmm. it and it play even the trailer plays like a movie yes yeah, um i don't get that feeling of like character development that generally comes along with like a series like that and, and it, i don't know there was just something that just threw me off in that sense but that's not necessarily a bad thing maybe that means it's just paced really well mm-hmm. um and like has a lot going on and or maybe it's really short maybe it's only like six episodes or something like so, I mean, like there there could be a lot of things that come into that, but it's definitely not a deterrent for me. Like I still think that it could be really fun. I don't, I really like. I don't know about you, but like there there was this vibe I got from it that it, it a little bit more lighthearted. Like maybe a little bit more like a humor is in this, but it reminded me a lot of the Hallow, like in the way that it, in like its setting and like what seems to be happening, where it's kind of this mix between like some supernatural elements. But like applying in like our basic biology understanding of biology and nature and everything, I don't know. It seems interesting. Yeah, I think it seems interesting too. I'm I'm just interested to see like what it does because with the series they have a lot more time to develop kind of the backstory and stuff. And I was wondering if it was going to be Krampus related or something too, which would be really cool. Like having a series that relates to that is something that we've never had before. If it is, it doesn't look like it was very, but you know, you never know. So. 
Yeah, the the elves part kept throwing us off because it's like, are these elves as we understand them or something else? And it's, to you know, I almost get this like blue monkey vibe, um, which uh, for those, um, you know, dark, dark, like, you know, deep, dark, I don't know what you call that. What do you call it? Like deep web. That's not even deep, deep web. Darkies, Whatever. Like, from, uh, like horror fans, like horror fans that like, you know, have dove into like the really bottom of the barrel okay. crappy stuff from forever ago. Um there was this movie called Blue Monkey, and if you've seen it, it has absolutely nothing to do with a blue monkey. It, it's about, like, this giant insect that, like, at one point, like, bursts out of people, I think, and then it, like, grows to, like, an enormous size, and it's, <laughs> it's this really campy creature feature. But, like, it's named Blue Monkey because there's this random scene where these kids are, like, walking through a sewer or something like that, and they're talking about, like, this thing that's taking over this hospital or something. And they're like, I wonder if it's just a blue monkey. And that's why it was called Blue Monkey. was because this kid says it one time, it completely random having a conversation awesome. with another kid. And and so anyways, like, I mean, maybe it's something like that where they're calling them elves, but they're not really elves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, they just don't know what else to call them because it's, like, Christmas time. And yeah. they're just going with what they got. I don't know. It could be cool, yeah. So the next one we have is called Hellbound. Uh, this was a movie, right? Not a series. Uh, yes, I believe it was a movie, yeah. I, I don't know how to describe this movie. Uh, it looks like there's <laughs> some really interesting CG creatures in it, and there's definitely some type of... It gives you some... Like, I would even say, like, squid gamey cult vibes, I guess? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It It's trippy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I may not be following it um, as it's saying... or You know, sometimes I'm watching trailers, and, I, and I, I'm like oh, this would be a cool idea, and then I stop paying attention to what's actually happening in the trailer, and then I just think that this would be a cool idea, and I hope that's what it's about. Um, but, like, I was getting this, like, the, I guess what story I've made up in my head about what was happening is that there's some kind of, like, there's some way that people are communicating, there's some way that they're communicated to that they are determined that, it's determined that they're going to hell. Like, and so these giant demon things show up to take them to hell. And... But then, like, I'm getting the vibe of the, that there's, like, some type of manipulation involved from, like, a, a, like a, an organization of people that, like, I guess get a say in it of, like, whether or not you're going to hell. And then uh, then it may, starts to make me think, like, wait, so is this hell, like, is this, like, an artificial hell that, like, humanity was able to tap into that they're just, like, well, we're going to use this as our hell, like, mm-hmm. and punish the people that we want to punish and... They don't actually necessarily deserve to be punished. It just becomes a power game. And, like, it's just a power struggle between the, the elite and everybody else. And they get to play yeah, games however like they want. Yeah, it was like a reverse purge or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, almost like a supernatural version. But there's of definitely the purge, monsters but... in it. That's the biggest take. Yes. Away. Yes, yeah. Like, you're not sure at first, and then it becomes very, very, very clear that <laughs> that, is, that is the case. And so, like, there's definitely some fun visuals to play with. And it's from the, the guy that brought... Um, uh, Peninsula, what was the first one? Uh, uh, Busan, yeah, Train to uh, Busan. Train to Busan. Very which, underrated yeah, movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It's a very good movie. Train to Busan is fantastic. I haven't seen Peninsula. I've only I, heard bad things It, it sounded like it. you had. Okay. No, I've only I heard bad good, things about it. I, I heard it was Fast and the Furious meets Zombies, and that was a what? big turnoff for me, so I was kind of That's a huge turn-on for me, so I better go watch that movie. <laughs> I love the Fast and well, the Furious movie, so... There you go. <laughs> oh, man, that's um, so awesome. I, <laughs> it, it, it just sounded like it was kind of a completely different vibe from yeah. Train to Busan. But anyways, like, same kind of thing. So, like, if you're kind of into those movies, then um, this could this might even be more up your alley. I found that statement to be one of those, like, conflicting statements. It's like saying, 
from the producers of Die Hard and 13 Going on 30, you're like, what? Like, what is that supposed to tell me? Like, is that just mean that they've made movies before? Is that what that means? <laughs> like, so I, I thought that was an interesting flex because, again, I've heard those movies are so drastically different that, um, you know, it's like one of those things where they're so drastically different that it's like comparing them is not even fair because you're like comparing apples to oranges, <laughs> if you will, I guess. Why can't fruit be compared? Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's a whole other can of worms, but like I, I do try to pay attention to like what they say, mm-hmm. like from the creators of, I'm like, okay, I can kind of pay attention to that. From the director of, okay, you got my attention. From the producer of, I'm like, oh, okay, now hang on a second. They've produced everything from like Love Actually to, you know, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, I don't, I have no idea. That doesn't give me anything. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't give me any gauge from like how good your movie is and like whether or not you care about horror. Like, yeah. it's terrible. Speaking of Ghostbusters Afterlife, I've gotten excited for it again. So uh, it came back around on it, and I, I'm really excited to see it this weekend. I am scared that there's going to be that there's too much fan service in it. But I am just excited to see another Ghostbusters movie at this point. Like, it's I'm just, it looks I'm just happy. I'm just happy. It to looks be here. it like <laughs> it, I just go back and forth on it so much because like I'm watching it. And I'm like ah, I love where they're going, but then they're also bringing back the same villain from the first one, and I don't know how well it's gonna work for me. I don't know from, that like, there's a, a lot of standpoint. other villains though. You know, like in Ghostbusters, unless well, you dig into the series. So anyway. That. It's not what we're here to talk about, but I, it is coming out soon, and I, I just wanted to let everybody know on the podcast who's keeping track of my wishy-washy nature, I am now re-excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so we have three more trailers to talk about, or potentially two, depending on if we decide to talk about the last one or not. Uh, Night at Eagle Inn. This movie, uh, I've described to Sickle as 1408 on a budget. And I 100% agreed with Ifrit. <laughs> and I feel like that's where I'd like to leave it. I, I, the one comment I think I will make is that it looks like there's a lot more other humans in this one than there are in 1408 uh, that aren't maybe just ghosts, but they could also be just ghosts, so I could be wrong. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There does seem to be a lot more social interaction. Because, uh, I mean, at the very least, there's a couple, so it's not just John Cusack locked in a room. It, there's at least a couple that's, you know, they're interacting with one another, so... It'll be different in that sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got the same vibe. It feels like that, but on a budget. Also, if you haven't watched 1408 lately, go back and watch that movie. It's crazy. Not as bad as, you, as like, it, it, I, th- I feel like there's just kind of a stigma with Stephen King movies, and they've been getting better and better. Like, it, it, I, I feel like, uh, I know that there people like to harp on part two of it a lot, and I didn't like it near as much as part one, but, like, part one is fantastic. Doctor Sleep is amazing Sleep and doesn't is get enough my credit. Stephen King movie, yeah, for sure. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, it helps to have Mike Flanagan. Just throw Mike Flanagan at it, and it'll probably be good. But <laughs> yeah. it's so good. And so, like, yeah, fourteen oh eight. It doesn't. It has pretty good pacing. Like, it's got yeah. a lot of crazy stuff that happens in it. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, you're. It's like total. It total recalls you. You're not sure when it's real or when it's not real. I thought that was kind of fun, but we're not here to talk about that either. What we are here to talk about is this <laughs> next trailer that I can't pronounce. So go ahead, Sigul. Oh, crap. Um, It's a true You put ride. it on here. I'm so, going to okay. go with that. I know. I, I don't know. We're going to go with that, but that's, I'm sure that's wrong, and I apologize to the native tongue <laughs> that it came from. Uh, the, the, I think they were, what were you, you were telling me that this looks like it was a mix of um, something in the Babadook. It 
and the Babadook. Yeah, okay. So because it, it's got this, uh, the pre like you don't really get this premise from the trailer, at least not from what I could tell. But like the plot is that it, it like these kids like come back to their original town where this kid went missing twenty five years ago, and I guess that person came comes back, and so it there's this you know they're like talking about this creature or monster thing that was there from forever ago. So very very similar to it. But then the creature itself is more akin to, like, kind of a Babadook-type thing, um, is what it seems like. Uh, it, it, less shapeshifty, maybe? And, um, I don't know. It, it's, yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, like, I'm not gonna turn down a monster movie, so I'm interested from that standpoint alone, but mm -hmm. it, the trailer, I, I, I wasn't as excited about, or didn't get me as excited as just the plot did, I guess. Yeah, and I definitely didn't get that excitement from just watching the trailer, so I, that's like one of those ones I better go back and check out when it comes out, because the plot does sound kind of interesting. I'd like to see alternative takes of it, too. I mean, it is cool, yeah. but also seeing like other interpretations, especially like non-U.S. cultural interpretations of that story, it could be interesting. So, Yeah, yeah it, it, it also didn't seem like it was going to be particularly heavy on practical effects. It seems like there was a lot of CG in the trailer, mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of done with the the floaty smoke stuff that just kind of floats behind spirits a lot. And it seems like there's going to be a good amount of that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's not a joke. Uh, <laughs> that's basically the entire trailer, so. All right, this last one literally came out as we were starting to talk, and we're only talking about it because we're both pretty big fans of Spider-Man. Um, but the Spider-Man No Way Home second trailer came out today, and it confirmed a lot of things that uh, people were, like, wondering about. But not the one thing that most people were wondering about, which is, are other Spider-Man in it that are from previous movies? The answer is still unknown at this point. <laughs> but uh, it did confirm that, you know, Jamie Foxx is in it, the the Lizard is in it, um, Doc Ock is in it, uh, William Defoe's Green Goblin is in it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I got chills while I was watching this trailer. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited to see what they do with this. I... I'm trying to make my sure I have no, like, expectations, and I just have, like, potentially theories. Like, I don't want to have expectations because I've done that before with Marvel movies, and, like, I, like, you know, have, I've had to watch them again and go back and try to enjoy them in different lights, so I'm trying to be open-minded. <laughs> and I'm going to try to ruin uh, if it's a good time here, but, like, I'm going to start nitpicking this thing. So, first off, I don't understand where they decided to pick certain elements to retcon like so far um one of the things is that they're they're bringing sandman back but not bringing venom back at least not for this part they already have a path and with venom gonna... if you watch the last venom movie i know but that's i don't like that well i i missed the stinger for that one you fool i know so i i was like well we'll, we'll put that to the side because i'm i'm actually willing for them to do that and i that's one of the things about the approach of this that I was hoping that they would do is even if you're going to use the same actors, which is by far the best part yes, of the original trilogy or the actors that they used. And the best um, part because, of them casting for this movie is that they got so many of them to be like, yeah, sure. I'll do that again. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, Alfred Molina and, and Doc Ock is still like for me, top three villain in any comic book movie. Like his performance is fantastic, but like, and then Willem Dafoe bringing him back. Amazing. And I have no issue with bringing Jamie Foxx back because I don't think he was the problem with that movie. And I, yeah, and like, um, I mean, I I think all, every person who's played a Spider-Man villain has had their own unique take. 
besides like maybe Chris, Christopher or Topher Grace, who I think was like not the best Eddie Brock, but still brought his own thing to it. You know, he it's did just what he a, did. it was just a bad casting. Yeah. If you were gonna like, I feel like if you're gonna do Venom the first time in a movie like that, you've got to just go like bare bones, exactly like what Eddie Brock is like in the comics, instead of trying to like do something different. And I feel like they tried to do something different, and it didn't work, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I I, I mean, like, I, I don't know if Hayden Christian Church, Church is coming back or not to play Sandman, but he's also amazing. Like, he fit really well. They did a good job of picking somebody that's got a very sympathetic face. <laughs> and, like, because you, you feel for Sandman. And, like, I, but I don't know where they're going. Anyways, the point is that, like, it it seems like they didn't want to retcon anything as far as the char- those characters. But then they do have little tinges of retconning. I mentioned the Venom thing, but then I'm also, but they also just completely reworked how, not completely, but a, reworked a lot of what Electro looks like. Like, instead of just being, um, you know, an electrified Dr. Manhattan, um, he almost looks like he's he's more yellow, like they the original Electro. They did bring Electro. Thomas Hayden Church back as Flint Marco, by the way. Oh, sweet. Oh, good. I said the wrong name, but you got, yeah, but you get it. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I think I can buy Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that's what I was like. Thomas I was like, I don't think that's like his name, but I'm going to not stop yeah. here. Yeah, what a loser that I couldn't get that right. But anyways, yeah, so like, I don't know. It's a brief shot of him, but I'm like, is he wearing like that exosuit that the that uh, Crossbones wore in, the Mar- in Civil War? Well, it's like, pretty clear to me that most like. of the costumes are different. Um, and I think that will have part of, that'll ex- be explained in the movie or at least addressed in the movie. So I'm I'm looking forward to how they address that. Like I'm being optimistic about how they're going to solve these problems and not worried about it. I guess because like they have yeah, I don't know totally how they're going to do it because like they could do it or they could fail. And if they fail, I'll just be another Spider-Man fanboy that likes a Spider-Man movie and everyone else will hate it. And if they don't fail, <laughs> it'll be really good. Like I win either way. It's it goes back to uh, I mean it, like the it, again it goes back to like the speculation of just being like. The speculating part will just be fun. Yeah. To like just kind of just sit back and enjoy it. But. All right, we spent way too much time on a non-horror movie, but that's the end of the podcast for today. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Let us know what you thought of the trailers we thought about today. Let us know what you think about uh, like Paramount Plus streaming platforms taking on old movies and remaking them if they're successful. I'd like to hear people's thoughts about that. So uh, let us know. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Bye. See ya.